Hello and welcome to our new podcast series in which we talk about the present and future of Germany's economic powerhouse, the state of Bavaria. My name is Daniel and I'm a senior manager for investment and expansion at the Bavarian U.S. Offices for Economic Development, located in New York City. Since 1999, we support U.S.-based companies to expand to the German state of Bavaria and obviously vice versa. Our service is free, confidential and individual and our team is international. We are there for you locally and worldwide with more than 20 offices across the globe. In the first episode of our podcast series, I talked to Marie Langer, the current CEO of EOS, the worldwide leading technology provider for industrial 3D printing. Kirstin Hegner, the managing director of the Digital Hub Mobility in Munich, was our guest in the second episode. This time, I will call my friend Nils Gerhardt, the Group VP and Head of Product and Solutions at Giesekind Devrient Mobile Security. I hope he picks up the phone and we get the chance to talk to him about cybersecurity in 2020. Nils Gerhard, Gesicht und Hi Nils, it's Daniel from Invest in Bavaria. Thank you for picking up the phone and taking the time to briefly talk to me. But before we start our conversation about the current situation we are in and the impact on your industry, could you please introduce yourself and maybe talk a little bit about your role in the company, but also the company overall? Absolutely, Daniel. Uh, and thanks for, for calling me. Uh, let me start by saying that uh, COVID-19 has dramatically altered our daily life on a global scale, and I hope that everyone and, and all your loved ones are safe and healthy. So my name is Niels Gerhardt. I'm working for Gizik and Devriant. Uh, we are a key player in the markets of payments, connectivities, identities, and a secure digital infrastructure. Uh, I'm working as a senior vice president out of our office in Dallas, Virginia, which is close to Washington, D.C. Perfect. Thank you so much. Your company is headquartered in Germany, correct? That is correct. Our headquarters is in Munich. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, let's fast forward a little bit. I mean, everyone is currently talking about COVID and potential implications on various industries, um, our social life overall. Let's fast forward to maybe 2021. Um, let's imagine if we are in the summer of next year. Um, looking back, um, what do you think are key lessons learned in, in your industry? And do you think there might also be some positive impacts on our lives due to COVID-19? First, I have to say that a pandemic is a very special situation and unprecedented in our globalized economy. I, I don't think that any industry was really prepared for that uh, situation. Uh, we are in a, in a kind of special situation because a lot of our customers are considered essential businesses as they serve the citizens in their basic needs to securely pay or communicate, exchange data, identify themselves and, and to transact in the physical or virtual world. So, for instance, doing a payment uh, at a grocery store using a credit card. Um, also, business in our industry, such as mobile network operators, government agencies and banks and the like stay open. Uh, they also have key lessons learned. In fact, some of the lessons, I believe, are still being learned. And it will take some time to understand the whole extent. I think as a first step, customers will likely review the respective business continuity plans and, and check if and how they can cover their essential business in times of a global scale event like a pandemic. 
Um, I'm sure they, they will review what they have in place and they potentially come up with new solutions as well. And further, they, they will look at their existing portfolios and, and they will draw conclusions to see um, and adapt to avoid susceptibility to a global crisis. For example, we may see new production plants being set up uh, in distant locations uh, and investments into technology for virtual collaborations. Um, I, I also believe that they will review the portfolio and, and look at what products work well in the current new normal and what product might need to, to be um, a little bit changed. Or in some cases, um, trends will accelerate, such as, for instance, touch-free payments or new branch uh, setups uh, with uh, less interactions, more automation. Retail outlets uh, might change uh, and uh, change to limited contacts. Uh, onboarding of new customers, for instance, is another topic where we had in, in the past a lot of physical contact. In the future, using technologies like Video Ident and eSIM, that can be automated. And I think a lot of that will be looked at and we'll see a, a, a push towards um, the technology um, that will actually allow to, to support the new normal. Um, then also similar, our industries will adjust to more virtual interactions. Uh, we have an interesting example here from our currency technology side, where we had, for instance, technical acceptance tests done remotely. And uh, those cases um, worked very well. And that's something that we, we will also see in the future. And we will basically uh, adapt those uh, things uh, from this uh, time that worked well. Perfect. Thank you so much for that overview. So. Overall, you think the current pandemic situation can have a positive impact on the development of innovation, uh, new technology in, let's, let's call it the overall cybersecurity world. Is that correct? That, that is correct. But I have to say that in general, the impact, uh, I have to answer yes or no, because I believe we today see a steady demand specifically in, in our business, our markets, uh, our customers being considered essential business. However, um, our customers will also likely face some impact in reduced customer spend. And uh, is also today um, the very unfortunate situation that we have in high unemployment rate and potentially a global uh, recession. And this, of course, um, can lower the demand, and that will have then again an impact that is that is negative uh, to companies. But from a technology perspective, you're absolutely right. I think we um, we have very good examples where um, technology can help us in in situations um, like this. So um, the, the good thing is that the fundamental needs of our customers to securely pay, communicate, identify themselves are still there, and they will be there in the future. And although every company needs to reinvent itself in the, in the age of digitalization, it is very unlikely that the business model will be completely disrupted. So I believe that, um, that our business that we have is, is a stable one. And it will just give the whole technology a little bit more of a push. Right. I mean, Niels, with opportunities, there are also obviously risks associated to that. Do you see any current risk that might evolve out of this pandemic or especially how we deal with the pandemic with new technology. Just one example I read in the news is that since everyone is now working from home, there is a lot of demand for Zoom calls. And apparently there was a big security issue with with those uh, Zoom calls and there were like leaks and holes and, you know, pitfalls. Um, do you think those kind of risks will actually increase as well? And what do you think could be a good answer to that? 
I think in in general that cybersecurity came to to the forefront um, since we are we're using software um, that is fully fully online. Everyone is is using those tools. Uh, not everyone is an expert in how you can use them and how you can use them securely. Uh, a lot of companies had to change to a completely virtual interaction. And, and that is definitely something that uh, put cybersecurity uh, to the forefront. And uh, companies will very carefully ex- assess um, what, what tools they are going to use. And I believe that also the companies providing the software um, got aware of the fact that cybersecurity is really important to build in as a first step and not to consider that as a second because otherwise, um, there's a good chance that um, that companies are not using certain offerings that, that are out there in the market. And, and that would be um, something that, uh, in, in, in not only in the pandemic times, but also after that, uh, would be challenging for those companies providing the software and the services. And so I think that um, for cybersecurity, the, the pandemic actually has created a lot of uh, awareness and um, the the need to integrate cybersecurity at the very beginning in a, in a software and a service that is that is offered. Yes, that actually leads me um, straight into another question I have for you. You are you already t- touched it briefly, talking about pretty much the whole ecosystem that is needed to provide that security. You talked about the companies that develop software. You talked about the companies that develop pretty much the security for that software. So there, I assume there are various stakeholders in, involved in developing new technology, new solution, especially in the software and cybersecurity space. Um, related to that one, do you see that um, the current pandemic um, has actually a positive implication on topics like collaboration, um, you know, developing uh, new solutions together within your industry? Do you see certain certain stakeholders really collaborating more closely um, with the aim to, to develop uh, good and, and solid new technology? I, I can start with an example uh, what from from our own company. Uh, so we, we are we are focused uh, on on driving innovation and even in difficult times like uh, such a crisis. And uh, as an example, during the last months, uh, we we have actually conducted an internal and virtual hackathon, and, and that works as well. So it doesn't have to necessarily be physically uh, in in one room. So you can actually organize that with the tools that you have at hand, and you you can actually have great ideas coming coming out of that. And in, in general, the technology can be very instrumental, as I said before, to limit the effects of the pandemic. So if you if you see, for instance, uh, topics like uh, 3D printing, which is not necessarily the area we are working in right now, but um, contact and alert apps um, that actually help tracking, uh, tracking the virus, tracking the spread, helping people stay safe, uh, online ordering, and then topics like eSIM, for instance, where um, you don't need to actually go physically in the store anymore, but... Uh, but you can actually um, get your SIM subscription to connect to your mobile network um, remotely at home. So that's, those are examples um, where actually technology helps a lot to, to deal with, um, with um, the whole situation and the pandemic. If you, if you look at decentralized corporation and home office, there, there's always the need for securing digital infrastructure, which is, which is one of our key areas. And, and uh, our, our company, Seconet, for instance, focuses very strongly on making sure that all these connections and these collaborations work in a secure way. 
And we have to say that specifically also in the government uh, area, um, a lot of things have advanced because it was not normal before to have um, a lot of these discussions uh, virtually. And it proves now that um, everyone that had to adapt very quickly is actually happy with uh, with the virtual collaborations, getting together um, and and making the best of the situation to to basically use digital infrastructure now uh, to do um, business. And this is this is a thing that I think is is coming out of the pandemic. And I don't think it's going to get go away. I think a lot of companies will consider to do more virtual work. Um, to invest also in in uh, virtual collaboration uh, software, so that you can actually bring your your workforce, your employees uh, closer together. Um, that doesn't mean that uh, that um, this takes away the need for face to face meetings. I, I'm I'm still also a strong believer in in the face to face and the personal exchange and the whiteboarding and so on. But a lot of that can be done with virtual tools, and I think that gave uh, the whole virtual collaboration tools. Uh, a big kick. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. Uh, um, especially, uh, a good friend of mine works at Microsoft, and he told me about the massive increase in demand for, you know, for virtual communication tools and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, that's great. I, I like the fact that you uh, somehow view the the pandemic as actually quite positive, with a lot of positive development uh, not only within your industry in terms of new technology innovation happening um, key players actually moving quicker and faster now because they they feel the urge and need of cybersecurity solutions um, but actually overall i guess our whole society is going to change as you just mentioned um needs i mean um Let's not be foolish here. Um, I bet you also deal with uh, a couple challenging situations um, that the pandemic brings with it. Um, can you maybe elaborate a little bit on what what is currently challenging for you, uh, maybe even personally, um, being a, a team lead and having to put, to navigate and maneuver a big team within a company, but also for your company and maybe for, for the cybersecurity industry overall? Sure. And I mean, the, the uh, pandemic itself is terrible and uh, it would have been really good to not have the pandemic. So um, I'm, I'm basically everyone is making the best out of the current situation. But that said, um, the pandemic is, is terrible. And that's actually one of the, the negative impacts um, that potentially uh, colleagues, families, friends might be personally affected uh, by by the virus. And I really hope um, every day that, that everyone recovers well. And um, then the second, the next thing, of course, is the economic situation. It is certainly uh, challenging and it's not clear where this will lead with um, the lost jobs, for instance, um, and the recession. So uh, I, I personally hope that, um, that the world, but also every country, finds a fast and, and their own way back to, to the normal. So that's um, basically where I think there 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 are negative um, impacts. On the positive side, you've you've summarized it uh, pretty pretty well. That we actually got a lot of push towards uh, new products and solutions um, that that perhaps were already there. In some cases, we we are offering um, these uh, solutions for for quite a while, but they got now a push because of um, the the social distancing, uh, doing everything remotely, collaborating virtually. Um, so that everyone basically uh, immediately jumped into this new normal. And, and by that, 
we um, we got this this positive push for products uh, and solutions and for virtual collaborations. And on on the cybersecurity side, um, I think uh, we we have actually seen the, the big need for cybersecurity and um, for building it into the products. This is something that um, I believe everyone sees nowadays, and uh, and that um, the software that we will see going forward will be designed with security inside. And I think that's that's a very a big takeaway from uh, from this uh, situation that um, that that will be at the at uh, uh, you know, the, a very prominent will have a very prominent place uh, in the product development, and that will actually help to secure some of the the new areas um, that that are now developing and developing even faster. In my view, like uh, IoT, where security is very important, making sure that the data is protected from the device uh, to the edge, to the gateway, uh, to the cloud. Um, same for topics like like 5G, where you're always connected, low latency. You have software-driven uh, networking, um, network slicing topics that that actually create some completely new security challenges that that you can absolutely address with the, with today's technology. But it's something that uh, I think it's now in everyone's mind to to get this right. And there are other technologies as well, like AI. Uh, that handles a lot of data, big data sets, and and the security around that is is really critical. So I think that those technologies that will actually get a further push from from um, this uh, pandemic, because they are instrumental and helpful in in work in you know making the work efficient in the new normal. I think that those actually will have very good cybersecurity uh, built in. Uh, from from the start, and every company will will look into that, and that is actually something that will make uh, our whole digital society uh, more secure going forward. Yeah, I mean that sounds 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 great. I guess I mean uh, the fact that cybersecurity, as you describe it right now, is really in the focus and in the core of every business. I think that's a very positive outcome, and especially when you think about the solutions that are now implemented in Germany where people are asked to pretty much track and trace themselves in order to make sure uh, that we can really follow the virus very in very much detail i mean those data get the, this data gets uploaded in whatever cloud solution you name it but i guess it wouldn't it would not be a possible without um, a very Sorrow uh, cybersecurity solutions. So I, I guess that's a very positive development right there. Um, I mean, based on everything you said so far, Niels, do you, um, I mean, you know, encouraging new business to come into the industry, do you see um, with and maybe after this whole pandemic actually new opportunities, new business opportunities, you know, for entrepreneurs, for 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 new companies to to be built um are there any you know any maybe missing bits so far or or like just overall opportunities within the cybersecurity industry what's your what's your thought on that one i i'm sure they are and um i'm just i was very impressed i have to say um by how many people creatively invented things to help in the pandemic and um, I saw that in our own company. I saw that with uh, with our partners, our customers. Everyone tried to find a way to help, uh, and it started with things from sewing masks. Or in in the beginning, where we had a mask shortage, 
We had um, 3D printers used to manufacture protective uh, equipment. We had donation campaigns uh, also in, in our company that, that significantly um, contributed because we, we know that um, this is a very difficult and challenging situation for, for a lot of people. And I think the spirit of, um, of finding solutions to the new, for the new normal, that's something that we will take uh, to um, the time after Corona, and and that will actually help to to create new ideas, uh, create new new uh, startups, companies um, that will actually develop what what they they had as ideas um, during the pandemic. I think um, this this is something that the time of crisis is is a time where a lot of uh, innovation um, can can um, come, and and people have very good ideas. Um, to first help, but then after that also to develop that uh, into a, into a business, and that is similarly true for for the security um, sector. I think that um, there is still a lot um, of topics uh, to cover. So we have topics, for instance, like post quantum um, cryptography. Um, that's a topic that that needs to be addressed um, because some of the existing cryptography that we use today uh, in everyday life. Um, will only be secure for a certain time and, uh, and need to be exchanged going forward, particularly since all the data traffic that we see today is going over networks uh, and, and will basically be exposed um, and could be picked up in an encrypted form by someone else. And, and that, for instance, is an area where there's still a lot of um, um, solutions needed uh, on how we deal with that. Another thing uh, is, uh, and also also security and cybersecurity related, that we continue to to increase the use of clouds. And um, in some cases, that means um, uh, standalone, or in some cases, that means hybrid. And making sure that um, when you, when you have these scenarios, either you use cloud only, or you actually have a hybrid so- solution. Um, and part of that is basically um, in, in your company and then part is in the cloud. That's something where you have to apply security to make sure um, that, that your data is protected uh, going forward. Your IP um, is, is protected in, a, in an appropriate way. And I think there's, there's a lot of room for, for new solutions. Uh, there's, also, there's also other areas that got a lot of push, um, like um, low-code, for instance, because companies were challenged in this time to create an online presence in record time, because otherwise they would go out of business. And, uh, and companies like that uh, helped, for instance, um, to, to do that, to achieve that, because people could actually um, develop, um, for instance, an online offering without having a lot of technical skills. And I think that will help as well to spur and, and getting people that might not be that technical uh, into, into the digital world with their ideas and um, creating something where they, where they don't need to uh, be a programmer to achieve that. And I think that will actually further help um, to create new ideas and, uh, and kind of startups, if you like, um, that, that will actually contribute um, in the security space, but also in general on the digitalization, the remote collaboration um, we will see, I think, a lot of uh, innovations coming out of uh, out of this situation. Yeah, no, I, I actually once again fully agree with what you said, and I think it's true that uh, sometimes we need to leave our comfort zone to be creative and innovative and come up with new solution. I think that's currently exactly what's happening. A lot of uh, brilliant minds and entrepreneurial uh, mindsets uh, are out there who are already working on on solutions we need in in this time. Um, Nils, I want to finish with one last uh, question to you. Um, 
So you already mentioned the ecosystem, the cybersecurity ecosystem. I know that uh, you personally, but also Gizek and Devrian do excellent work in, in the whole cybersecurity industry. Um, for companies that are interested in engaging with you, are you guys open to conversation, to collaboration? And if so, um, is there a streamlined process for that? What's the best way to contact you guys? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the the new, not only the new normal, but also in the in the past, um, there are so many topics out there to address, not only on the security side, but also in in general in our business. That partnering is is very very important for us, and part, we we do partner today um, with with uh, smaller companies, with larger companies. Um, that is actually something that that is very important uh, for our business, and we also in, invest uh, in, uh, money in, into into companies uh, in in some areas where we believe those companies are um, the companies uh, of tomorrow, and and will um, extend and enhance uh, our business model that we have. So um, we are, we are very open for for this um, collaboration in in very different uh, ways, from creating our own uh, little spin-offs uh, to uh, investing. Uh, to partnering with companies of, of different sizes uh, to, to grow our business, to grow our reach. We are also um, very heavily engaged in standardization. Um, I'm also the, the chairman of the board for Global Platform, a large standardization organization that focuses on security in the payment, communication, and IoT space. Um, and that brings the industry together because in the end of the day, it is all about networking, to drive eventually the topic forward, to make sure we are interoperable, um, we work together and, and collaborative um, to, to grow our all, all our market um, opportunities. And so um, if, if you want to contact us, um, we, we can absolutely provide um, the, the contact link. Actually, you, you could just go to the website uh, and get in contact with us, but you, also, um, you can also reach out uh, to me personally. Um, and uh, we'll make sure you, you will be forwarded to, to the right um, uh, department in our company uh, to make sure um, that um, we, we explore a partnership opportunities. So please, um, I'd I like to invite you uh, to come forward if you have a good idea how a partnership could work. Um, we're very happy to discuss and, uh, and extend our business uh, together with a partner. Excellent. I think that's a perfect note to end our our conversation right here. Niels, I thank you so much for your time and your valuable insights in a, in a fascinating industry. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation as always, and I hope you stay happy and safe and health. And I look forward to being able to meet you again in person for, for a drink or, or a lunch. Um, thank you very much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, uh, Daniel, for, for the time. It's a pleasure to talk to you as, as always, and I'm also looking forward to the to the face-to-face -face meeting again, which hopefully comes soon when we have all surpassed the uh, the COVID uh, pandemic. Perfect. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye.